Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 131 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the Hippy, happy, yippy, skippy, fluffy bunny creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back at Blog Talk Radio. I also want to say happy. Happy Maybon! Yay! Happy Autumn Equinox, everybody! The first day of fall, the season of pumpkin, everything is tomorrow. So, yay! That is my favorite time of year. <laughs> it's my birthday month, and I just happen to love fall. I love it. It's such a relief after all of the crazy heat waves of summer, and we have experienced them big time this year, and I also want to say happy Ostara to those of you listening in the southern hemisphere, because you're flip-flopped on the wheel, and this is the first time ever, by the way, that we have had the spring equinox module of the Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year available for those of you in the Southern Hemisphere in a timely fashion. (laughs) I had one person do the entire Wheel of the Year who was in the Southern Hemisphere, and um, I don't know what possessed her to do that, but she's an awesome part of our group. And um, But she did it with us northerners, even though she was, like, exactly, like, opposite of us, and she agreed to help me out with making it possible so those of you in the Southern Hemisphere can do the wheel with us. So um, you can sign up for that, too, if you want to do the Autumn Equinox or the Spring Equinox. Just go to www.psychospiritualwheelofthear.com, and it's just a totally fun, unique way to celebrate the Wheel of the Year. It's totally different than anything else that is out there, and I love it. And I'm not just saying that because I created it. I created it for my own pleasure, Um, And to fit in with my ideas about magic, I'm not a super goddessy person, I'm not a Wiccan, so I wanted something that took a psycho-spiritual approach. Um, Anyway, this Crafty Witch project that comes with that module is called the Reward Board, and it ties in really nicely with part of what I'm going to be talking about here today on the show, which is taking a sustained, long-view approach approach. Sorry, I have allergies. I'm allergic to my own gas, and the hotter it gets, the scratchier my voice gets, and the waterier my eyes get, because somehow it just makes it all worse. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is um, I want to talk about taking a sustained, long-view approach to deliberate manifestation, otherwise known as magic. I personally see, as you probably know if you've been listening to me for a while, Law of Attraction and Magic as the same thing. So um, also, it also ties in really well with what I was saying earlier in the month about incremental change. 
and also being in the so-called vortex. I actually forget sometimes where I said something. I forget if I said it here on the show or if I said it on a video or if I said it in a newsletter. (laughs) So hopefully you're hanging with me because I'm just having these long, drawn-out conversations now every month on one particular theme. I switched to doing this earlier in the year to where every month I just hang tight with one theme. And so one episode leads to the next video, leads to the next newsletter, and back around again. So last month we talked about the occult. And the month before that it was witches who run with the wolves. And next month we are doing a tarot theme. Yay! So this is actually the last episode I will be doing here on Hippie Witch on the Law of Attraction because it's my birthday next week and I will be in Big Sur hiking and riding horses and maybe, weather permitting, (laughs) swimming in the river with my awesome kids. So there will be no episode of Hippie Witch next week. And then when we come back in October, we'll be talking about the Tarot. So let's see if we can wrap this up in a semi-coherent way, because I think I'm only capable of semi. (laughs) Um, So even though the current Crafty Witch project um, comes with the Autumn Equinox module, you can do it anytime, and I'm actually starting mine on October 1st when I get back from my birthday trip. Um, So I'm glad I keep these things loose, because it's actually serving me very well this year. But you don't have to do the modules, like, right on the exact day of that particular festival. It's not designed to be done on Maybon. It's more, or Ostara, whichever. It's more of an ongoing way of working with and honoring each season. So this will be early fall, the season of reward, the season of reaping what you sow, and the season of harvest, which is why, too, I think it's so fitting to talk about the law of attraction and deliberate manifestation. So the title of today's show (laughs) is Deliberate Manifestation, the long and short of it. And the long and short of deliberate manifestation is this. You can do it. You're doing it all the time. In fact, you're doing it right now. There, the end. <laughs> That's the long and short of magic. Aren't you glad I told you that? Um, and um, that's what it means, the long and short of anything. It's just a quick summary. So there's my quick summary on deliberate manifestation, <laughs> conscious co-creation, law of attraction, magic. You're doing it all the time. So, yes, it's possible and you can do it. But actually the title of today's show is a deliberate double entendre of sorts because I also want to talk about deliberate creation that is brought into manifestation over an extended period of time as well as instant magic. So therefore, the long and short of it, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Just a little pun there. (laughs) So last week, we talked about making a bigger container, or I talked about that for myself Um, and how I need to make a bigger container for my business in order to allow what I have manifested to flow. Um, Otherwise, it turns into a giant email clusterfuck, and I can't keep up with everything. So, (laughs) um, you know, we were talking about manifesting, calling things in before you're ready for them. 
and then just how that can make you very anxious or you can sabotage yourself. So what I asked on Facebook this morning regarding today's um, show was uh, I was talking about the idea of deliberate manifestation that is as quick and easy as a wave of a magic wand, like instant (laughs) instant manifestation and how, yes, that is very exciting and glamorous, and that's probably why most of us get into magic or the law of attraction. We want to say abracadabra, poof, and make something happen. But is that even possible? Yes, I'm going to say yes. Um, and if it's possible, do we really want that? <laughs> I feel like I kind of answered that last week, but I'm going to continue on with that conversation here. So kind of in the same way that people say luck is preparation, meeting, opportunity. I feel that way about like long-term deliberate manifestation. Um, it's about pre-paving, paving the way for what you want using a practical approach and magic together. So, for example, you cannot just say abracadabra poof and go from being a couch potato to being the president of the United States. There's a journey that you have to go on. And, yes, magic can assist you in getting there, but maybe on an energetic, magical level, maybe in the bigger scheme of things that is possible, but I've never seen it happen. And for most of us it's not possible because we don't believe it's possible. And like I keep saying, magic has so much to do with belief. Um, And then also, you know, can you become a lawyer or a doctor, you know, if that's your dream, if that's what you're trying to manifest into your life, without doing the necessary schoolwork? And would you even want to? (laughs) Because that's a whole experience. That's part of the experience of being a lawyer or doctor is going through that school. That's part of the experience of doing that. Do you really want to, you know, skip? all of that and just get to being a lawyer or doctor. I feel like a lot of people are listening right now going, yes, how do we skip all that? <laughs> but I don't. Th- I personally don't think you would want to because that school experience, it prepares and educates you, obviously, for what's to come. But it also allows you to get really clear on this decision that you've made before it's a full-blown reality, which is why I think you can't just think, pink elephant and poof there's a pink elephant sitting in your living room because if we could all just go around you know manifesting anything that popped into our head anything that we desired this this life would be pretty crazy it would be like scary (laughs) a scary circus of just like boo there's an elephant whoa an alligator just ran across the room whoa now this guy's president no now this guy's president (laughs) i think there's a reason that certain manifestations take time And it's for your benefit. It allows you to get very clear as you start moving toward that manifestation, becoming a full-blown reality. You get clarity. You get clearer and clearer and clearer on what it is you want, what it is you're moving toward as it's coming into reality, and you have the choice at any time. But during that process, you have the choice of changing your mind and choosing something else or just fully getting on board if you want it to move faster. And it also helps you get into vibrational 
alignment with it in a gradual, incremental way. So you're connecting with your peers, you're learning the lingo, you're getting used to the idea of that particular title. Um, so in that way, I think it's it should be pleasurable. The journey is the destination. I used to have that painted on my wall, and I still firmly believe that. I, I mean, what's the point in getting there if you don't enjoy the getting there. <laughs> um, what a waste of time. What a waste of your one precious life. You know, and this applies to love too. People ask me about love all the time. I do a lot of coaching calls about people trying to find their soulmate or their one true love, and they get so impatient that, you know, they say love the one you're with. I'm not saying. I'm not even saying have sex with the one you're with, but appreciate the one you're with. If you're on a date with a stranger, enjoy yourself. Enjoy what you've attracted into yourself and let that be a marker for where you're at vibrationally and allow it to be a signifier like, ooh, do I have some stuff to clean up because I've attracted this person into my life and I'm not really feeling this. Like, what is this showing me about myself? Or you can use it as like little signposts like, ooh, I'm getting warmer I'm getting closer. This guy's awesome, but not exactly what I was hoping for. And you can just enjoy the process that way. Enjoy meeting new people while you're on your way. You don't have to make every guy you go out with or every girl you go out with the one. And in talking about, you know, what I was saying last week, it's, you know, it's that kind of energy pushes away what you want. You're not in a place of allowing if you're trying to shoehorn every date into being a soulmate or you're like putting them in that role right away mentally to see if they fit and rejecting them right off the bat before you've even had a chance to get to know who they are. So, yes, maybe you could find a way to be the world's first brain surgeon without ever having taken a class or gotten a degree. (laughs) Maybe in theory you could just download everything you need to know to pull that off, every skill, every nuance in an instant. But why would you? I mean, for one, good luck getting patients or a hospital that wants to hire you. (laughs) But even if you could instantly download that too, why would you want to skip the entire experience of becoming a brain surgeon? This is an experiential reality we're living in. We're here to experience things. We're here for the journey, um, which reminds me so much of the Matrix, you know, when they find out that food is fake, that um, it's just like this, it's not real, it's just a part of the Matrix, and the one guy, like, wants his memory wiped. He wants to go back to being able to taste the food and enjoy it, because what good is it if you just... Download a bunch of information without having to read the book. What good is it if you just, like, take a pill for your nourishment, but you don't get the pleasure of sitting there and enjoying the entire, you know, meal one bite at a time with your friends and family and all the different tastes and flavors? That's what the journey is about, in my opinion. And actually, we have the best of both worlds as humans because we can experience absolutely anything that we can imagine in our own minds and in exacting detail. If our imaginations are rich and our powers of concentration are highly developed, we can experience anything like that, anything that 
it's not only in our minds, but it's also in our bodies. Our bodies, if you're really good at um, journeying or using your imagination or visualization, your body will hop on board with that as well, and you'll start to experience physical sensation, changes in heartbeat, changes in temperature, changes in emotion as a direct reaction to those thoughts. So in that way, you are denied absolutely nothing like your imagination is the limit. So anything you want to experience, you can have a pretty awesome virtual experience of it in your own mind. And that also happens to be the first step in magic or deliberate creation, whatever you want to call it. Imagining what it is you intend to create, the more clear and the more vivid you can get in your own mind, the more you can bring every cell of your body into alignment with that visualization, the more powerful your magic is going to be. So I think that's awesome. You know, we're in this 3D reality where where effort is required and physical participation. <laughs> but then, you know, at any point you can just zip up into your own mind and experience whatever you want. You can fly you can ride on the back of a purple monster through Manhattan. You can like, you can have sex with that person. Um, I, whatever you want to do, and I'm not even going to put a moral judgment on that. Like, you can do whatever you want to do in the safety of your own mind, and you can get as crazy as you want to get. Um, so last week, I really want to keep bringing this up because this ties in. Thank you so much for those of you who wrote me emails about that show and shared in great detail your own personal story regarding, you know, anxiety or calling things into your life that maybe you weren't ready for, that was a powerful experience reading those emails. And I fully appreciate you, and I saved those <laughs> in a little file called Lovely Feedback. So you're in my Lovely Feedback file, and I read that sometimes to give myself a boost when I, I'm feeling down. Um, but anyway, we talked about last week how it is possible to summon a bigger energy than you are vibrationally ready about. And then Thursday's video was about the magic of belief. So going through a process or a journey to get to where you're going can get you into vibrational alignment in a way that makes it so that you can allow the manifestation in once you're ready for it. So you don't freak yourself out like I was talking about and you're shaking and going to puke and falling on the floor because <laughs> you've called it in too fast. Um, which actually, you know, what I'm saying here about the journey is the destination and do the work and go to school and date the people, it might lead a skeptic to say, well, then you're not really doing magic. You're just putting in the hard work and effort and time to make something happen like the rest of us. And I would say to that, you are right. Deliberate manifestation does not have to involve magic. But you're also wrong because magic can open doors that might otherwise remain closed. It can stack up the opportunities in your favor and it can get you into alignment with what it is you are trying to create so that it's a bit more of an effortless journey for you. Sorry, I need a drink of water. I'm really itchy and sneezy. <laughs> from playing with my cats before I talk to you, which I shouldn't do. So, <clears throat> all right, this is where playing around with instant magic, in my opinion, comes in handy and why many a new magician has had 
a ton of fun playing around with small but impressive things like manifesting a front and center parking spot on a super busy shopping day or green light after green light just for the kicks. You can prove to yourself that magic is real if you start out small like that. So you'll often find newcomers to the craft playing around with the manifestation of small things like a purple feather or a butterfly midwinter. And maybe there are no butterflies doing their thing in your neck of the woods because it's mid-January and everything is frozen over. But that makes it like all the more delicious when five minutes after setting an intention to manifest a butterfly, you're standing in line at the post office and the girl in front of you has a giant butterfly tattoo on the back of her neck. And then you order yourself a book of stamps, but they're all out of seasonal stamps and the only book available is Butterflies of North America. (laughs) Stuff like that happens when you start playing around with magic and deliberate manifestation on a very small, fun, playful level. It's fun. And circling back around to what I was saying about the magic of belief, it can also be a really important step toward becoming a powerful co-creator or magician or witch or whatever you want to call yourself. Small But delightful manifestations like that, they build your belief. They build your witchy muscles, so to speak, and encourage you to reach for more daring creations. One of the most profound manifestations of my life was when I was working with the Nichiren Buddhist chant, Nam Yoho Renge Kyo. Nam Yoho Renge Kyo. Let me say that slowly. Nam Yoho Renge Kyo. <laughs> I was really excited about it, and I was in a super joyful, happy state of belief. I had suspended disbelief upon stumbling upon this practice, and I was just super eager to see what it could do. So I've told this story before, so let me make a long story short. Um I had never been paid to write songs before, but I was playing around with Nietzsche and Buddhism. I was playing around with this chant, and you're supposed to be able to manifest things into your life through chanting this chant, Nam Yoho Renge Kyo. And um, you just sit there and you chant it, and you can write your intention out or think about what you want. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to get paid to write song lyrics? I would love that. Um, I just knew it was something I was good at. And I just kind of picked something I thought would be fun. So I did that. I was chanting about that. And I answered an ad on Craigslist that looked compelling to me. They were looking for a lyricist. I sent them some samples of some songs I had written. And like so fast, almost instantly, <laughs> like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. They were writing me back going, oh, thank God you, we found you, you're amazing, and telling me that, you know, they had read so much, so many other people, professional lyricists work, and um, I, they were going to pay me $100 an hour to write lyrics for this band, and I made a lot of money doing that, and it was very exciting, and I think it happened because, one, I suspended disbelief. I, like, believed that this chant could work. And, two, I picked something that I knew I was good at and that I had no resistance around, like none, so none whatsoever. <laughs> um, I had absolute belief in my abilities as a songwriter. And I'm still like that about my songwriting abilities because it's just a weird 
strange gift that I have and enjoy, no questions asked. It's just, it's totally unlike what I was talking about last week with the screenplays and now the novels. Um, I had to learn how to be a screenwriter. I had to suck at it for a long time before I was good at it. I had to study technique, and I heard all the horror stories along the way and all the things that could go wrong and all the rules and all the pitfalls, and I wanted it so bad. Whereas writing songs was something I think I was just born with, just whole songs download themselves into my brain and I write them down or I sing them into a recorder and that's it. I could do it all day, every day, easy peasy. (laughs) And I know you're probably thinking, so why don't you just do that, Joe? Um, And that's a good question, but I do it, I do still do it when people hire me by word of mouth and I do it all the time for my own amusement, basically because I can't stop. But I guess I just enjoy enjoying it and don't want to turn it into another thing that I am trying to make happen because that's when you get yourself out of the flow. Um, this show is like that too. It's so casual and low-key. I just show up here week after week, and it's about as hard as making a phone call. But this show, Hippie Witch, by far and away has attracted the biggest audience out of everything I do. And maybe that's because you all prefer to listen to a podcast on the go rather than sit still for the length of a video or to read a whole blog post. But I think it also has to, it has something to do with the ease and effortlessness of it. Tongue twisters and embarrassing flubs and random crying and all. <laughs> it's fun. It's easy. It's effortless. And ease and effortlessness is where magic lives. Playfulness, the land of fun, what Abraham Hicks calls the vortex. If you're interested in instant magic, find a way to get into that space and watch the manifest start to unfold around you. Um, Pick up a copy of Christopher Pinsack's book, Instant Magic. It's a little skinny book, and it'll get you started. Or start listening to Abraham Hicks' videos. Um, And if you're going for the long haul, if you're looking to create something over a long period of time, like, say, writing a five-book series of novels, find a way to get into that place on a regular basis and stay there as often as you can. That's why working with something like the reward board can be so helpful, anything that keeps you in the flow. In fact, Abraham Hicks, who I keep quoting um, just because I like to give credit where credit is due, um, recommends not doing anything, but especially anything related to whatever it is you are focused on creating using magic or the law of attraction until you've gotten yourself into the so-called vortex, better known as the flow or just a good feeling place. And this is something that I fully endorse, but I just want to be clear about what I mean. I'm not saying just don't do that thing because you're in a shitty mood and wait till you're in a good mood. I'm saying learn how to pivot out of that mood and back into the flow before doing that thing and then learn how to do it quickly, which is, again, where instant magic comes into play or a meditation practice or any regular practice you have in place to turn your light on and get that spark lit. So when you make that big phone call or you sit down to write that proposal or take that important meeting or do your taxes or whatever it is, 
things go your way. You, you're in the flow. So you don't start doing a thing until you're in the flow, but you put a practice into place, a practice of, of witchcraft, a practice of magic, a practice of law of attraction. You have that in place so you can get there quickly on the turn of a dime. It becomes easy for you. That is why having a regular meditation practice or, or, you know, a fun, playful, instant magic routine is so important. You can train yourself into getting into a meditative or an alpha state on demand. You can create a kind of Pavlovian effect in your own mind to where when you hold your fingers in a particular configuration known as a mudra and you take a few de- deep breaths, you're there. And it's as simple as that. So it's good to practice before you have something really important on the line and to get really good at magic. So in that way, the long and short of it, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. They go together like peanut butter and jelly. The blog talk radio lady cuts me off at the end of the show. I don't think you guys can hear her. It just makes like a silence. But um, I said everything I want to say on time. (laughs) Yay for once. And also, please sign up for the Psycho Spiritual Wheel of the Year if you want to hang out with some really kick-ass witches online. We have a private Facebook group where we talk about magic and share pictures of whatever we're doing at the time. It's a really great group, and whether you sign up or not, a very happy Maybon to you, Autumn Equinox, Ostara, Spring Equinox, (laughs) all of it. Have a beautiful day, and until we meet again two weeks from now, much love. Peace.